You're listening to episode number eight of the Wellness Real Estate Podcast. You may or may not realize that there's a movement happening across the country. It's a wellness movement that has started many years ago, but has been propelled even further by this recent pandemic. And it's not about fitness and nutrition or even healthcare. It's about well-being and how that comes from all around us, from our thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, interactions, conversations, and connections to our physical surroundings, how we live, specifically our home environment. I'm talking about wellness real estate. Now, when I say wellness real estate, it may mean nothing to you, or you may think of developers or wellness lifestyle communities. But you might be wondering, how does this pertain to me as an agent when the majority of homes I sell are existing homes, not new construction? And maybe there aren't any wellness neighborhoods around you. This is where the opportunity lies. And there are some forward-thinking agents who also see that opportunity. Today, I'm so excited to bring Neil Collins from Latitude here on the show. He and his wife, Alyssa, are brokers in Portland, Oregon, and they've started a movement of their own, which they have called Regenerative Real Estate. They've created a platform where agents across the country have had have the opportunity to have more purpose-driven work. So if you're looking for ways to differentiate yourself, or maybe you're tired of how transaction-based the real estate business can be, and if you're looking for more meaning, or maybe you're just curious to learn about what regenerative real estate is, then stay tuned because this is a great interview. Let's grow. Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast, where we explore a unique strategy no one is talking about that will enable you to engage more people with authentic conversations about your business more often. And it's called Wellness Real Estate. Not sure what that is or how it can help you as an agent? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. In fact, Wellness Real Estate is growing so rapidly that it is projected to be nearly $870 billion by 2027. I'm Sheila Alston, and I'm your host. I'm also the founder of Healthy Home Media, where I help agents all over the country leverage this new trend in the industry to spark new conversations that will get people to listen to you and notice your brand. So if you're tired of spinning your wheels without any leads or sales to show for it, then stay tuned. I guarantee this podcast is not like any you've heard before. Welcome to the Wellness Real Estate Podcast. Hey, Neil, welcome to the show. Hey, Sheila. Thanks for having me. For those of you who don't know Neil Collins, he's a broker in Portland, Oregon, and he's coined the word regenerative real estate. And so for those of us who are listening who don't know what that means, I'd love for you to tell us your story and how you came up with this. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. It's been it's been a number of years of, of really throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And in my background really came from the climate change adaptation world and doing threatened species work in the Maldives. And I, I moved back to the States in 2014 and I got into real estate because I was so intrigued by you can make passive income doing real estate and, and doing rentals and, and things like that. And I thought, wow, what a novel idea that I could go do this that would free up my time so I could go do the things that I'm really passionate about. So I knew right away that real estate wasn't a passion of mine. It was just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And after talking with a lot of people, I, I think that it's okay to get into this industry because you were looking for financial independence or time freedom and things like that. And, and my story is very similar. But where I deviated is that we figured out how to invest in real estate. Then we had to figure out how to manage it. And then we did a pretty good job with that. So people started coming to us 
and say, Neil, Alyssa, here's my partner. Can you guys manage my rental that's right down the road? Uh And we thought, okay, well, that's interesting. That's a way that we can create some revenue around what we're doing. And then those same people started to ask for our help buying and and selling real estate. Uh And so we fast forward a couple of years and, and we put our our nose to the grindstone and, and we looked up in 2019 and we realized we had about 20 agents that are working with us on our brand. We had a couple hundred properties under management and the focus was what's everybody's production level? What's our volume? How many unit counts do we have? And I realized that I, I didn't want to go into the office every day. I had so much stress trying to manage the team and, and I was getting a lot of entrepreneurial council saying, you know, you just need to build this system and then you need to go replace yourself. <laughs> because you don't have that time freedom that you were looking for. <laughs> right. Of like, and, and I get that. That is the, the, the entrepreneurial success pyramid of just build it and replace yourself. But I found myself in 2019 at a complete crossroads of, I did not have the energy or the desire or the leadership capacity to step in, write that the the foundational problem of I'm just not interested in having a single bottom line business, that I can only do that for so long before I start to find ways to sabotage my progress of I don't want to go into the office, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, and that's not to say that that I didn't uh, like the trimmings that came along with with growing a business. I think I, I see business as an amazing avenue to create impact. And so that's a really a delineation point in time that we realized there is a tremendous potential within real estate to help increase the consciousness of how we dwell. Uh And how do we do that where we are focusing on our our own health and and well-being and and that of our community and that of the the life that is around us. So and, what triggered that thought though? What, um, I mean, what all of a sudden made you think about the, like the health or well-being of a home? I feel like there's a lot of people that don't ever think that way. Was yeah, I, I, we started to have a lot of cancer show up in, oh. in our extended family or our nuclear family, or sorry, not nuclear family, but my parents, uh, my partner's parents, And we started to see these people that are in their 60s that are quite healthy, that have been health conscious for a long time, start to get really terminal diagnoses and started to question what on earth is going on. And and the research that I started to do was realizing that it is about the environments that we're living in. And here we are, I'm a professional at transacting space and place, and I know how to finance it. I know acquisition strategies and and I know the construction but what I don't know is what are the materials that we're using for our homes and what are what what is the impact that it's having on the environment or on the community and on our health and so I started to get pretty alarmed by seeing that one in one in two people are going to get cancer uh, and that's up from, or I guess it's down from one in a hundred people getting a cancer diagnosis about a hundred years ago. And then we see a steady decline uh, where even in the 1970s, it was about one in 20. So we are having a, a, a shifting and degrading baseline 
towards that. I've got a five-year-old son now, and uh, you start to read those statistics that 54% of kids before they're 17 are going to get a chronic, develop a chronic illness that they're going to have to deal with for the rest of their life. And so these things really started to hit home to say, you know, if, if we are enabling uh, how people are dwelling, then how do we do this that really supports life of, of not just us, but the life that we really need uh, in the, the diversity that we need around us. And that is really different than sustainable real estate and green real estate. Uh-huh. Is when we looked around and we, we did a deep dive into this, we realized that green real estate has been really focused about energy efficiency uh-huh. and about systems and high performance, all amazing things that we really need. And yeah. there are some brilliant people that are, are dedicated on that space. And, and we really like to, uh, to prop them up and, and to learn from them. Uh, but we, we really started to think about this as, you know, how can we be purpose-driven in our work so that we can help people learn how to steward place and in return be nourished by it. And that's where we started to take precedent from regenerative agriculture, which is how do we go out and, and create healthy, nourishing food for people. And in return, we're building the soil biology and, and helping uh, biodiversity flourish. It was like, you know, that, that is not singular to plants right. in agriculture. That is very relevant to, to the habitats that we call our houses. And, and so that's really where we started to put out regenerative real estate and have just been, uh, re, we, we have fallen back in love with real estate. I love it. And I love, I mean, what a perfect time for it to, um, for you to be launching your kind of spreading the news of regenerative real estate than when we were having a global pandemic and we're having to spend so much time at home because I think people are realizing, um, I just had a podcast episode with Michelle Ifferson and she was just saying people are spending so much time at home now that they're realizing that they leave, they left the home and they weren't sick and now they're getting sick being at home so much. So what's happening in their environment? What's causing this? And it's bringing some awareness to this. I think it's great. Yeah, and, and I, what I think is so interesting about healthy homes in that movement and the sick building syndrome, like that can, you can really rattle somebody's cage whenever you're talking about sick building syndromes. And some people will check out of that. It was like, you know, I'm not getting sick from my house or they're not even perceiving uh, that, that issue. Uh-huh. But I think that if you start to tune into the subtleties of place and realizing that design matters, the materials matter. Uh, the pr- and, and I see it as how does this affect my life? Where there are things that I want to be doing every single day that I know that is going to make me feel great. And, and that's not just on willpower. That is the how I create my surroundings so that I can stay quite diligent to that practice. And and that's where we have to be quite conscious about what we are doing with the design of our places so that it, it encourages us to, to stick to those routines uh, and where we, we just have a lot of education to go about. You know, if you're using a gas range, it can impact your 
mental clarity. So where you're, you're, you're kind of a little bit slower because really? you're now breathing in, in different types of, of uh, volatile organic chemicals. People are just putting paint on their walls without even thinking about uh, what's in those materials. We're not thinking about the light and the texture and, and everything that goes into that. And so it's really, how, how have we evolved over the past couple hundred thousand years? And we know architects that are really even pushing the envelope of, we shouldn't be looking at monochromatic color schemes. Like we really need varied texture mm -hmm. or like, which way is your bed facing and the whole feng shui theme. So I, there's so much to explore here and in such an amazing way to take what we are interested in under the banner of regeneration or wellness mm -hmm. or sustainability and find those people that are really into that. And not just our clients, but who are the other professionals out there like Michelle Iverson or purpose-driven and mission-aligned businesses and organizations that we can bring in as a real estate professional to say, look, I know enough that you need to connect with this group. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it flourishes because you start, start to see that people actually really about this, especially at this epoch in time. Yeah. And, and then we can create our own ecosystem. Well, that's my question. I was going to ask you, did you feel like, um, you know, as a real estate agent, our focus has just been this, but now you've just expanded it to be much bigger. Did you feel like you needed to get some education or did you just reach out to other professionals? I mean, how did you feel like, I, I feel like if a real estate agent is listening to this, they might say, that sounds all good, but who am I to be talking about stuff I really don't know about? What, what, what's the process um, that you took? to learn more about this, I guess. I can answer that in a couple of different ways, but let me first say that I'm, I'm fortunate that our background, we had a, a consistent theme of sustainable development, community development, and, and having a bit of a head start. But we started in the built environment where everybody else did of just, how do we learn the, the sticks and the bricks and the contracting side of things uh, energy efficiency, that whole space is evolving quite rapidly. Biophilic design was a term that I learned two years ago, and it was literally starting from scratch. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this? This is incredible. And so what I found is that it ignited the spirit of learning in me. And, and that's a really amazing thing to infuse into your professional career is if I constantly feel like there is more to learn, then I am constantly going to be engaged and the more that I'm engaged, the more that I'm going to share with, with my, my clients. And, and something that I, I, will, I hope everybody can take a, a lot of or pay a lot of attention to is that whenever you get into real estate, the emphasis is on not so much how do you get better at your craft from the technicalities, but how do you go out and get more clients? because that is the measure of success is you need to farm more. You need to grow your sphere of influence, work on your top 50. It doesn't really matter what it's called. That's the measure of success is how many deals that you're doing. And if you start to tune in to everybody else's, let's, let's call it social media presence. Everybody's saying the same thing. I'm here to help you buy, sell, or invest. Mm -hmm. If you know anybody that needs to do that, give me a call. Uh, when we're talking with buyer clients, we like to use platitudes like I'm here to help you buy your dream home. Mm 
<laughs> or whenever I sit in the living room with a seller, my message is I'm going to help you sell your house for the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Uh-huh. And the problem with that is that 2.2 million other realtors are saying the exact same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. And that everybody thinks that we're all the same and that, um, you know, so how do you differentiate yourself? Yeah. And, and I think that people end up adopting that language because they're unsure of what else to say. They see other successful people that are saying that. And so they start saying it as well. And I think that that is just kind of the, some kind of flaw of, of attraction or, or normalcy to, to go in that direction to think that's what they need to do. And then we started to really study how do you you influence people in perception and how do you create a brand and how do you stand out to get your message across? If you do have a really important message that I think uh, is, is critical towards the sustainability of our planet and, and how do we thrive into the 22nd century? And so we, we realized something really simple that it's not about being better. It's about being different. Uh And so creating what we called regenerative real estate was a way that we can really shift the conversation, create a category of our own uh, towards what, how do we take regeneration that is, is life giving and helping life flourish and explore the, the creativity and the complexity that it has and infuse that into how we dwell. And, and since then, what, what's been really fun is that this isn't something that's just resonated within our home market is that we started to have people from across the world reach out and say, you know, I've got this really interesting property, this eco village in Sweden. Can you help us sell it? Because there's no other real estate agent in our country that is talking the way that, that you are. Wow. Or we've had real estate agents say, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in everything that you've been putting out there and I've gotten my NAR green real estate designation, but I've gone to my local brokerage and, and they've really encouraged it, but it feels like I'm just in a silo that, that I don't know how to apply this. Mm-hmm. And, and so for us, it's just, it's been amazing to, to find that community and find other purpose-driven real estate professionals that we can co-create with and we can learn from and, and we can help to mentor at the same time and, and really start to shift the focus on not the, the transformation or not the transaction, but the transformation. What, what can we do because of the work? And, and we didn't have to create a new business model. It was there the whole time. You know, it's interesting is I was on a Facebook group when I was a newer agent and I had got my green designation and I just put, you know, I wanted to meet other green designees. And I just said, Hey, is, are there any green agents out there? And there were so many people, I got so many comments. What's green. What's a green agent. I'm wearing a green shirt. Like they didn't know what green agents were. And I thought, you know, what is going on? And then there were some people that further commented and said, people don't care. So what do you think about that? Do you think clients actually care about what you're doing? And have you seen a shift in your, in your clients since you've been doing this? I like to frame it that it is a shifting marketplace before our eyes. More and more people are starting to tune into, we have a major problem and it's quite complex and we've got to figure out a myriad of solutions to, to attack climate change, uh, attack a, a, a public health pandemic. That's not just 
the coronavirus, but we, we seem to be getting sicker as the years are going on. Uh, our food system is, has been pretty much obliterated to where we're eating a lot of processed foods and we're deteriorating our land in the process. So this is a pretty big wake up call to a lot of people. And they're, they're out there, they're looking for, for aligned folks that share values. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that the market has tremendous potential from a business perspective. Right now, the demographic might be an inch wide, but it's a mile deep. Mm-hmm. And what I love is I, I love putting my ear to the ground and really listening to understand who, who is it that would be interested in regenerative real estate and in wellness. And you find that there are so many little pinpricks that make up the night sky of the people that are interested in homesteading or gardening or permaculture, uh, backyard chickens, biophilic design, high perform- performance homes, passive house, uh, you know, just putting solar panels on the roof and driving an electric vehicle. Like all this makes up a, a beautiful collage of people starting to think about place differently. Mm-hmm. And we realize that there's a methodology of how do we how do we really conceive of this and how do we create branches around what does regenerative real estate look like in the real world and how do we direct clients and in, in the direction that they're really interested in so that even if we're going out and we're helping them buy what we can consider a conventional home, how do we give them the expertise, the resources, and the thought leadership and the knowledge for them to go out and, and really do, do the process of regeneration of going from conventional and transforming it into something much more sustainable? Yeah, so that, you, that's what I get excited I mean, about. Can you give an example of maybe how a conversation that you have now is different from before when you didn't have this perspective with a client? Um, yeah, yeah. The the way that a, a conversation typically goes now is people come to us saying, I want a regenerative home. <laughs> and we say, yeah, th- like that is amazing. And let's talk about that. Let's really unpack that. Because I think that there is something about asking people generative questions about what does home mean to you? Uh-huh. Or a variation of that is like, what does life look like if you're thriving? And really trying to get the, at the heart of the matter before you get to how many bedrooms and bathrooms, what school district you want to be in, what style of a house, like that, that's all valuable data that we're going to have to capture. Mm-hmm. But if we can start with a forward facing, where do we want to orient our compass, then we can really start to get to the heart of the matter and, and provide better counsel And along the way, we can start asking questions at the right time because there's things like uh, a green mortgage. Do we need to start thinking about how we're going to put solar panels and and upgrade some technology before we even go out and have an an accepted offer? Because that would be great where we can help save our our client on these resources. Uh, There's also materials and designers and and landscape designers and contractors, all that can help to get curated during the inspection process, after the inspection, but before the close. And then really the biggest 
I think the biggest upside as a real estate professional is we need to start looking at the relationship beyond the closing table to say, how do we enrich people through this, through their home ownership? And, and how do we give them access to, uh, to the great professionals and organizations that are out there with different programs that they have? Or I love to host experiences of how do we gather everybody in our world? Like we, we make such good friendships with the clients that we have. And I don't want to just like drop them and never talk to, to them again, but how do we really curate an amazing experience that is under, under the banner of what we're talking about? And, and that can be things like uh, we've had dinners where we've said to everybody, a sustainable future is a flavorful future. And we've had local chefs with local ingredients and, and everybody gets to share about, you know, what, what does this mean? What, what is the essence of, of local flavor mean to them? And, and we've just started to have fun again. And, and I think that's how you go out and you build your sphere of influence and you, you get more referrals and uh, you, you follow your passion and you figure out where you can make an impact. Well, and I do think, you know, you've followed your values, what's important to you. And now that you're living your values, that it feels a lot more purpose driven is what you're saying and what I hear you saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, value, value led is quite important as you're going to start to realize that you don't have to be the most veteran real estate professional out there, okay. that you can work with amazing people that share your same values that will likely even be more knowledgeable in the area that you are, but you can still show up and you can still be of service and you can still add tremendous value in your own unique way. And you're not going to wake up in a couple of years and, and have to literally just dismantle everything that you built because you realize that this, this is not the, the essence of, of my being. This is not what I, I set out to build. And, and so I think that people really need to be mindful of that. Like this is the time that we have, or this is the era really of a triple bottom line business and, and it attracts people, uh, including your own energy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love, that's what I love about wellness real estate really is, um, just that it gives, I just see it as such a huge opportunity to strengthen the relationships that you want to form with people because you're not just helping them with just the transaction. Like we said, there's this regular real estate has such a limited focus on what you share you know, on social media, what your email posts are about. They're always about this transaction of buying and selling. And like you said, it's so generic, like let me help you buy your dream home. But if you could be talking about other things that are still wellness or still uh, real estate related, and they focus on the well-being of your audience or your clients, then it all of a sudden shows them that you care more about them. It shows them that you um, really, you know, that you care about their well-being and you're, you're giving them tips on how to live a healthier life, you know, and um, I think that the, that's meaningful. And I think that that's um, building deep relationships, not just a lot of relationships. It's true. And, and wellness real estate strikes to the heart of what genuine wealth actually means. Uh -huh. That wealth originates from a condition of well-being. Uh -huh. And so if we can infuse that conversation to look at the whole of, of not just financial success, but how can we be well? 
And, and we're only going to be well if we are all well right. and in life as well. And that we feel energized and that we are healthy and vibrant and successful in the endeavors that we are going, going about it and, and really taking the spirit of, of community into that definition, then I think that's, that's the application that, and the potential that wellness real estate has. So what, did, what did you think when you started to shift your focus and start putting this out there? Did you have a little bit of a fear that, you know, this is nobody else is talking about this. I'm being so niche and I'm, I'm really, you know, am I cutting off some of my clients that will come to me? Um, if you are of the mindset that people don't really care about this and you're just talking to a very few people, are you going to be, is it sustainable to have a business around regenerative real estate or wellness real estate? I, we still have these conversations with the, the agents that are coming into Latitude right now. I think that's a big question that, that people are worried that, hey, if I, if I try to be purpose-driven in my work, am I still going to have clients that are coming to me? <laughs> and I, we first have to dissect it. If, if everybody knows seven to 10 different realtors in their friend base, how are they choosing the realtor that they want to represent them? They're not choosing it on who's working at whatever brokerage firm. They're choosing it upon a personal decision-making uh, and, and what we're finding is that we have a very interesting conversation starter with people. We're getting referred uh, more because it's not just, oh, Neil's a realtor. He'll help you buy or sell your house. Uh, but hey, you should really think about talking with, with Neil because he's doing something really unique within real estate. So we've, we've seen just the client-based shift and the number of transactions go up and the type of properties that we're working with is quite different. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't still work with conventional properties and I can't represent a first time home buyer finding, finding their, their starter home. It just means that there is an extra layer to our business and an extra intentionality and mindfulness that I have about recommending certain things uh, or really guiding them down a path that I think that that they're going to want in the long run. Yeah. But I'm, I'm here to listen to them. So I, I don't think that it, it impacts uh, any business that I have. It's, it's actually been such a refresher to know that this is, this, it's just more generative and in connecting with, with other like-minded individuals. Well, I just had a listing that I sold um, just last month and it was in a suburban neighborhood in California or Southern California. And I know the market's hot, but we, I, I promoted all the, you know, wellness aspects of the home and how healthy it was because it was a health coach that lived there. She cleaned with all non-toxic, you know, cleaners and she had a non-toxic pet service. They had solar, they had a whole house water filtration system. Um, and so I just promoted all of those things and I got a Pearl solar certification and this house sold, um, with multiple offers in just a few days and it sold for the highest price well above everybody else's. Um, I mean, it was the first home to sell for a million dollars and last year, those homes were selling in the high eight hundreds and this, this year they were selling in the mid nine hundreds. So we got, you know, a million dollars and the home that sold after us didn't was nine seventy. So I just, I feel like 
that made a difference. And the home, the the buyers that bought the house, they had a little baby, and they loved all the wellness features of the home. So, I think it's important to market <laughs> those features if the home has it. It is it's an incredible opportunity, and I feel that the realtor community can be a bit luddite. Because if, if you go on any of the realtor forums and somebody's asking, how do you value a house that has solar panels? And you'll get a ton of people to say, solar panels don't add any extra value. Then you've got people that are saying solar panels detract value and you've really got to be careful about the lease and is it going to damage the roof and is there water leaking? Yet on the consumer side, everybody knows that we are going in the direction of alternative energy that we are going in the direction of energy efficiency, that we are going in the direction of getting an electric vehicle. Uh, so if we can really lean into that conversation and we can help market around that and we can help showcase that these are features that not only make a good investment, but can help increase the, the energetic vibes, the, the healthy living conditions. And save you money. <laughs> and save you money and, and really help you be resilient, mm -hmm. then I think that we are, yeah, are we ahead of our time? Sure. But I would rather be the first in a category than to be one of 2.2 million yeah. and, and try to catch up as exactly. literally the landscape shifts beneath our feet. Right. I totally agree. So um, I know we've gone over our time, but I'm just, if there's agents out there that are really interested in this, I know you have a whole program for... I mean, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about how agents across the country all of a sudden started calling you and you figured out a way to work with them. Maybe you can touch on that just a little bit. Yeah, we, we started to figure out that owning an independent brokerage uh, was more trouble than it was worth. And we ended up switching over to a brokerage firm called EXP that really enabled us to, to just be a digital broker and not have to have the overhead of an office and the liability that comes along with having our own brokerage. But what that also did was that we found that we could start to work across state borders and have consistency of branding. Uh, there is a ton of business uh, upside in order to switch into somebody else's brand and, and their systems and a lot of things that came with it. And so we realized that we could start working not only in, in Portland and Oregon, where we currently are, but we could start working in Washington and Hawaii and New York. And I will say that as it has grown and we've gained a lot of momentum working under the banner of regenerative real estate, what I've realized is that there is an extreme importance of, upon doing this in community, mm -hmm. that this is where we can exponentially increase the impact that we're having by not working in a vacuum and in a silo. And so uh, what's, what's amazing is that we're, we're finding not like 20 agents in Portland that, that wanna come on, but there's always one or two people that are just so incredibly inspired by having a mission-driven business that they're raising their hands. And yeah. it could be in, in Florida or Nashville, North Carolina, it, it just like what, what we want to do is we want to provide the container for the community and to help people and transition their business so that they too can, can share their values and they too can start working with the clients that are really interested in this and, and they can be culture creators and leaders within their own communities. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, 
you are ahead of your time, but you're leading these other thought leaders um, that are thinking the same thing. And I think that it's just a matter of time before it becomes mainstream. So do you want, if this is, if this conversation is touching you and you feel like you want to be a part of the movement, don't wait until it's mainstream, <laughs> you know, start now. So how can agents um, be a part of your program or join your affiliate program or just learn more about regenerative real estate? I, I think the first place to start is, is go on Instagram, look at our, look at the kind of properties that we like to work with, look at the, the reels that we're sharing and in, in the community impact that we're trying to have. We're at latitude.regenerative.re is in real estate. Uh, you can go to our, our website at choose and, and really explore, you know, what, what's our backstory and what's, what's the career offerings and what is the community like and come join us because what we're finding is that people are attracted to this message. And even if you don't want to join EXP and Latitude's branding and all that, we still want to work with you. Mm -hmm. We still need to have coverage. We still want to be able to refer people to you. And the, the most startling thing is that, let's say I get a lead for Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I need to go find an agent there because we don't have one. It is a very, very rough handoff whenever you just go find kind of the one of the top realtor names in that market and you send them a referral for this client that that came to you wanting to know more about energy efficient homes or right. uh, a homestead. And it rarely results in a successful sale. And so what I think is, is quite important is to find those other real estate professionals that we can work with and create an association and affiliation with so that we not only know you already, but you, you already know us and, and we can really start to form out a more of a national and a global network of change agents. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this. I encourage any agents out there that want to learn more to go to chooselatitude.com. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate you. you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're an agent who is thinking about how you can have more purpose-driven work, maybe you're tired of being in such a transactional business and would like more meaning, I encourage you to check out Latitude. Like Neil said, you don't need to switch brokerages. Just reach out and connect. They have had some pretty awesome Zoom calls with unique topics that I've been able to be a part of, and it's neat to see how even in the real estate industry, we can make a positive difference in the health of people and the planet. And after all, what is wealth if you don't have health? Make a bigger impact, be a change agent. Check out ChooseLatitude.com. Next week, if you are in for a real treat because I've got the founder and CEO of Realty Sage on the show, Carrie Klaus. If you aren't familiar with Realty Sage, it's a real estate search platform and helps market high performance and sustainable built homes. So kind of like a Zillow for green homes. Realty Sage is solving one of the biggest problems to consumer adoption education and return on investment. And they're doing that by shaping consumer behavior and improving the return on investment for homes with clean and smart technologies. Klaus recently expanded her vast database to include Realty Sage Pros platform, which already has nearly 150,000 agent profiles across the country. This referral service matches consumers based on their individual home buying and selling needs to agents based on their knowledge and experience. So if you're a real estate agent and you're looking for ways to attract quality leads, if you're trying to find a way to differentiate yourself, you won't want to miss next week's episode. Okay, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned something new that will inspire you to think about your branding and how you can market yourself a little differently.
If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to love what I have for you because you don't need to wait to go get extra certifications or to grow and expand your network to get started attracting those new leads right now. You can simply begin by talking about wellness real estate trends and what you've learned on this podcast with others. I mean, this is pretty interesting stuff that no one has heard about, and I have all the tools that can make it even easier for you. Wellness Real Estate Magazine is a brand new wellness lifestyle magazine, and it's the only magazine that brings health and home together. We educate readers on industry trends and how to create a healthier home environment, written by industry experts around the country. And we have three covers to choose from, Wellness RE, Healthy Home, and Wellness at Home, so you can easily find one that aligns with your unique brand and messaging. These magazines are the perfect done-for-you tools that help you not only stay top of mind, but they educate and engage your audience, which positions you as an industry expert. Differentiate yourself and grow your brand the easy way. Learn more at HealthyHomeMedia.com.